Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. This has gone 8.20 Central African time and I can tell you our Sheikh uh, Fahim is uh, driving and I don't know if he can uh, make it over they can uh, do well. We'll try our best and uh, let's hope the jinns will help us, the good jinns, because our topic this morning is the role of jinns in assisting evil leadership. Uh, Sheikh Fahim, Jazakallah uh, Khaira for taking the call and I know you're driving and uh, tell me how's the traffic? Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Jazakallah khair. Alhamdulillah, traffic, there's no issue with traffic. Alhamdulillah. Well, you sounded good. I know that. I, I know you always, you're up to speed and you know, you're very conscientized on all your apps and so forth. The role of jinns in assisting evil leadership, I know there's, you know, the good jinn, the bad jinn, there's good people, the bad people. And uh, fill us in, Sheikh Fahim, you have the next 10 minutes. Uh, Bismillah. Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So the concept of uh, jinn uh, is something that every Muslim must believe in. And we say must with emphasis, right? This is simply because there are many uh, modern-day Muslims today uh, who have adopted certain atheistic notions and they don't want to give, uh, you know, any kind of affirmation to the concept of something that exists beyond the physical realm, the metaphysical realm, the, the transcendental realm. However, this is a clash with the Islamic notion, simply because if we look at the, the opening verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, it makes it very clear that the believers are those They are those who believe in unseen things. So Muslims are not materialists, and we transcend uh, the scientism and the atheistic notions of seeing is believing or we can only know things uh, through sensory perception, right? So that's one aspect from a belief system. And why? Because the Quran mentions the jinn. In fact, there is a surah uh, called Surah Al-Jinn in the 29th Juz. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in various verses that, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That we do not create mankind humankind and the jinn, but for the purpose of worship. So any Muslim who negates this idea is already in contradiction with explicit verses of the Quran, and this can lead to kufr, right? So we have to be careful. Now, the, the, the subject of the jinn, firstly, before you know any kind of analysis of how it works and them assisting leadership, we do know, like, for instance, in Surah An-Naml of the Quran and other surahs that discuss the story of Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam, that the jinn can be subjugated, but not just by anyone, particularly in this case by the Anbiya, uh, being Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam. And there's a famous narrative in which Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam, when the letter or, or with the initiation of Bilqis, the Queen of Sheba, and he gathers his uh, ministry consisting of both man and jinn. And he says, Asking that who can bring the throne before she comes here submitting to him. And the Quran says, Which is according to some of the ulama, these are jinn that are huge. Uh, some said that it can take one step and another step and pass through continents, right? 
And this jinn volunteered, but Nabi Suleiman did not agree. In, in fact, he chose uh, his minister, uh, Sayyidina Hasib bin Barqiya, radiallahu anhu, to bring forth that throne. And our listeners can go to recite or uh, to listen uh, and read the story of Nabi Suleiman there. So we do know that there is this, uh, you know, where there's a merging between the realms, right? When it comes to the concept of jinn working towards evil deeds, working with humankind, we know, uh, and I watched uh, an interview uh, not, not too long, maybe about 10 years ago, but it was actually from, I think, the late 80s with a former uh, satanic priest. And it was such a big thing in, in the United States of America that this interview was broadcast live. I think it was Roger Monroe, if I'm not mistaken, was the name of the former satanic priest. And it was about a three-hour discussion in which he made very, very clear that when we work with the, the Satan, when we work of what we would call the jinn, they actually offer them worldly rewards much swifter than anything else, particularly they target people in leadership. And that's where we get this concept of selling your soul. In fact, the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah, explains in the concept of magic when the discussion between Harut and Marut is explained that people actually sell their souls. In other words, they sell themselves for a very lowly price when they actually engage in this kind of magic that involves the jinn. Now, from a Shari perspective, obviously, I don't want to get into any long-term discussion. But we do know that the ulama have made it very, very clear that we are not supposed to engage with the jinn because part of the sharia of the jinn is also not to be in contact with human beings. So, like you mentioned, good jinn, bad jinn, there's a lot of problems in our, in our society whereby we whisper a lot of things like Chinese whispers, you know, things that have no basis. Someone makes a claim that they have control over jinn and they can do this and they can do that. But it's nothing that can be proved. It's nothing that can be used in the court of law. Now, coming to the actual discussion of jinn manipulating uh, or being involved, you know, to ensure people get into the hierarchy. Uh, what happens is because none of this can be proven as a valid source of evidence, it becomes difficult. And then, you know, it, it borders on the realm of conspiracy theory. However, uh, there are some brothers who have got together some years ago created some YouTube series in which they delve, you know, into these kind of discussions. And what they found, and I'm just going to say this to my, my brothers and sisters who are listening, there's the link between creatures uh, that are in the color blue, right? And what you'll find is that in most times in animation, in movies, in TV series, um, these beings that come from other realms and are depicted in the, the Hollywood industry always seem to be the color blue. And what people have found out is that this is a way to manipulate the mind. Like example, children watch the famous uh, Disney cartoon called Aladdin. What color was the jinn? You know, uh, the genie. He was blue. And there's a reasoning behind this. In fact, I did some programs a years ago in which we, we delved into the dark side of the Hollywood industry, just showing in cartoons some of these problems. Now, the concept of jinn working with the hierarchy is not 
something that is new. In fact, you just need to go onto social media and search some of these state Obviously, I won't request our listeners to do this unless they have the necessary ilm. But there are Satanists out there who actually make open calls saying that join us, especially we, we've ensured that people of power remain in power. And we have people in the past, again, if you do your research, you'll see former people who held a specific power, specific position, uh, you know, in government and so forth, later coming to say that they were made some, they made some kind of deals with the devil, as you call it. Uh, and, and these are things that are a reality. But again, because it borders, borderlines on conspiracy, because it's not something that can be proven from the metaphysical realm, it becomes difficult to engage in a discussion, especially in a time uh, where proof uh, is, is a requirement. So we do know that the jinn in particular, they will make waswasa with humankind. They will have their dark suggestions. But, you know, when people start playing these certain games, like, you know, children, uh, uh, they actually sell Ouija boards uh, all over the world. You can buy it off the internet, unfortunately. And they actually are demanding that you make contact with a jinn. This is how it starts. But these are not, there's no such thing as here using all of these sources and you are now talking to good jinn. No. There's no such thing uh, as, you know, playing all of these games. Uh, and you are in contact with good jinn. This is the trick of shaitan. And this is how many people fall for it, like Roger Monroe, who years later realized that he was engaging uh, with evil spirits, and they were making themselves, deceiving him to think that they were real and good people. So when it comes to the subject of jinn and working with people of power, you know, we can go on and say X, Y, Z person may be affected. X, Y, Z person may be using gin. But it's not something we can prove. But what we do know is when we delve into it, that there are many people who rise in power because of their working with the shayateen. And this is why a simple, simple, simple thing, and I'll conclude with this, that Muslims are supposed to do is read the dua before entering the toilet, which is specifically seeking refuge from the male and female jinn. And when our head is not covered, when we go, you know, do certain things that our elders used to say not to do, it leads us to problems. So is it something that we can prove? No. But is it something that people have mentioned in the past? that they worked with jinn to move up the hierarchical system to become leaders. Yes, there are people who have said so, but it's not something we can verify. As Muslims, we don't engage in this kind of deviant belief. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will mention the salihin, the righteous anbiya and so forth, and we seek protection. But looking to jinn because of worldly gain for power and control, is not the way of the Muslim. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from this. I tell you, Sheikh Fahim, you sounded absolutely brilliant. And you know what? Hey, I tell you, the good jinn came through. It really, there's no <laughs> impudence, nothing. Hey, you went powerful, Sheikh Fahim. Allah bless you as you uh, usual. And uh, you have a mashallah day ahead. Perhaps your parting words. Jazakallah uh, khair. Well, a request uh, of dua shifa for my uncle. I'm on my way to visit him. You know, he's not well in hospital. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him shifa. But in parting words, my brothers and sisters in Islam, we have the Quran, we have the Sunnah, we have the rulings of the four schools of fiqh. 
these topics and engaging too deep into these things when we don't know the basics is what leads us to a possible route that can cause us to deviate from Iman. Let's strengthen ourselves on the basics, get our aqaid strong, get our creed strong, and then we can rise to understand this situation. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. I mean, and Allah give your uncle uh, Shifa and give him our salams, uh, Sheikh Bahim. You have a mashallah day ahead, and inshallah we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. Time for us to go to the uh, marketplace. So when you get back, Abu Bakr see that will be joining us on Muslim News. Broadcasting live from the East Rand. This is Sirius FM. 24 hours a day, sharing the peace and light of Islam. www.suriusfm.net